T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I am Ann Baldwin, President and CEO of Baldwin Media. And I am Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, President and CEO of The Connection. We're twins. Yay. We, we have the same titles. We do. It's a big title to have, isn't it? It is a big title well, to have. Well, especially for you when you run such a huge organization. I've got, you know, a staff of about four, and you've got a staff of about... 600. 600. <laughs> well, well, almost. I can't it's even crazy, imagine. Right? I can't even imagine. And when, what... I, when I started 27 years ago, it was just a handful. And now look at it. Now look it's at it. It's crazy. It is. You know, I got to tell you, management, people management is not one of my strengths. So I really admire someone like you that could, but you've got great people under you that help you with that, right? That's part of the process. Well, yeah. You're only as good as your staff. Absolutely. That's, that's it. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited today, Lisa, um, for this program. It's something, as you well know, is very dear and near to my heart, and that's recovery. Of course. And, um, you know, I've got eight years now. I've been sober, and I'm just so proud of that track record. But I got to tell you, I couldn't have done it without certain steps that it took to get me to where the point that um, I needed to be or I was going to die. So we're talking with Ryan Miller today. He's the Director of Alumni Services for Futures of Palm Beach. And Ryan, thank you so much for being on the program. It's appreciated. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the journey. Um, everybody's journey to recovery is different, is it not, Ryan? Definitely. Well, and that's exactly what we want to talk about is, so how different can it be? So, you know, you've been down there and you you help run the services that surround your recovery center. So tell me what your facility, tell me what Futures of Palm Beach looks like. Uh, Futures of Palm Beach is a luxury uh, drug and alcohol treatment center in Sequesta, Florida, um, so we're in northeastern uh, Palm Beach County, and um, we at least, you know, start with a, a 30-day process uh, of somebody coming in, um, and we kind of uh, consider ourselves to be a campus model. So clients who come into us, not only do they detox at our facility, but they're also housed at our facility, and then they go to groups and basically live for a minimum of 30 days with us as they kind of start their recovery process. Male, male and female, Ryan? Yes. Age, we are co-ed. Co-ed and age group? What do you... We can go from 18, and I think, you know, we've had clients in their late 80s, and, um, you know, uh, average age varies, you know, depending on time of year and, and month, but uh, we've done really well with both male and female um, and you know, how... running the, the age gamut. And a quick question, how many folks can you accommodate at one time for treatment in your inpatient? We can, we can go up to 105 beds. Um, wow. you know, we've yet to, to use that many. Uh, we have a three-story facility, um, and we're on about uh, nine acres, so we have quite a bit of space. 
Oh, that's great. And one of the things that um, that we want to talk about too, Lisa, is alumni. You know, it's interesting. When I had my intervention, that means somebody comes to your house that you don't know and takes your drunk butt and puts it on an airplane and you go somewhere that you didn't know you were going, which was my situation, right? So one of the things we want to talk about, and when I went to my recovery center, Ryan, and I, I'm curious to get your feedback on this, um, it was a 28-day program after detox, but they offered me for a few dollars more, a few dollars of the many dollars, um, that I could be a lifetime member. And what that meant to me was if I relapsed, I could go back at no charge. And I thought that was really odd. It's like it's almost an incentive not to stay on the straight and narrow. I mean, what do you think about that, Ryan? You know, when I hear that, that's something that I haven't heard of before. But, you know, when it comes to treatment, really, uh, no longer does really anything kind of surprise me. Um, and I think with futures and certainly, you know, my personal and professional beliefs are let's do whatever we can to, to set you up, you know, on the right path the first time. And hopefully as we're staying in touch with you down the road, it's just to hear about how good life is. Or if something does come up, let's, let's work through it versus setting you up just to come back. Um, so it's kind of surprising, but uh, then again, nothing really surprises me anymore. Yeah, you hear it all and see it all, I'm sure. So with regard to um, referrals and the process of getting in, do you, um, do you take people out of state? We do. Um, you know, running our alumni program, uh, you know, I, I get to see uh, where everybody kind of goes back to. And, you know, we have some alum in Southeast Asia. You know, we have some alum over in Europe and Canada and all over the United States. So... Um, I think we're probably on five or six continents by now. Wow. Um, so addiction is kind of a, a global thing for sure. You know what's interesting, too, is that they have 66 alumni here in the Northeast, 33 from right here in Connecticut, and 33 in Massachusetts. Wow, that's awesome. Why is the alumni program such an important part of future structure? You know, for us, you know, treatment is but the start of somebody's recovery journey. You know, when we're looking at recovery, it's, you know, there's no destination, right? You know, there's stopping points, and treatment can be that place that you come into. You go through the detox process. You start to work on some of the maybe the family dynamics, the whys of using the emotions, you know, whatever brings you to the drink or the drug. Um, but certainly the foundation that you build in treatment, it's what we do when we leave, who we engage with, who we turn to, and what we do when we leave that really, really matters. And the thing is we want to be able to connect our alumni back to the facility, not only to say, hey, we're here for you, but let's, you know, really start to put some of those things that we've taught you into place and let's follow up with you as you do that. You know, and it's interesting because um, I went back to the facility where I was, I think, five years into my recovery. And I wanted to go back for the very reason that you mentioned, Ryan, and that is to, you know, kind of have them check in on me and see how I'm doing. But also for me to have them see me now because when I was there, I was a mess. You know, I was down to 98 pounds. My hair was falling out. I mean, even though I was, you know, 28 days, you don't get back to your normal self. It, it takes longer than that. It takes years and years in many cases. My hair's back. Trust me, I'm not 128 pounds. <laughs> so it does take time. And I, I think it's important for, like anything else, right? You go back to your high school reunion. You go back to your college graduation. This is going back to the place that mm -hmm. probably gave you life again. Exactly. Absolutely. And one of the programs that we have is something called Days of Ascent, which for our clients who clinically complete treatment and then maintain phone contact with our alumni services department, they have the opportunity to come back to Futures up to six times a year for basically free treatment. 
So on a Thursday and Friday, we have our alumni come back on property and they join in on clinical groups. They have meals and activities. We'll bring in specialty speakers. But the twist and the caveat there is they're actually coming back and they're clean and sober and they want to do more work on themselves. So not only are they able to do that, but the staff gets to see the fruits of their hard work. And then the current clients actually get to see like, wow, I, I can be clean and sober, whether it's the, the mom, um, you know, being able to link up with another mom or it's a business professional linking up with a business professional, you get to see that, wow, I can actually live a clean and sober life. Absolutely. And if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Ryan Miller, who is MSW. What does that stand for? Um, MSW stands for, um, I'm a clinical social worker. Masters so in social work? Social work, yeah. Fantastic. And you're also the director of alumni services at Futures of Palm Beach. And if you're listening to this program and you want to jot this information down, it's also interesting. People out there listening might not need it now. They might not need recovery for somebody now, but, you know, maybe next week, maybe next year, you never know. So if you want to learn more about Futures of Palm Beach, you can go to their website, which is futuresofpalmbeach.com. That's pretty easy to remember. Or they've also got an 800 number, actually an 855 number, and it's 1-855-HOPE-300. That's 1-855-4673-300. And we'll give these numbers out again at the end of the program. You know, it's also interesting because uh, Lisa and I, Ryan, talk about stereotypes when it comes to mental illness, when it comes to incarceration, and when it comes to recovery. And as you and I were doing a little pre-chat interview before this program, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the clients. What do the people look like who come to a recovery center? Who is it? The clients that we've had, you know, that come into us, they, they range from you know, the 18-year-old who has just finished high school and maybe they're entering college um, all the way up to, you know, the working professional that may own their own business, um, may have been very successful, you know, out in the world for a period of time and maybe an injury popped up or, you know, some depression came from maybe a family loss and, and suddenly they're dependent on a substance. We've had the professional athlete. We've had the musician, you know, the Fortune 500 CEO. You know, when it, when it comes to uh, addiction, whether it's to alcohol or drugs, it really doesn't discriminate, doesn't care how old or young you are, how much money you make or don't make. Um, if you have it, you kind of have it, and now it's, you know, what we're going to do with it to, to help you. So I have a question, Ryan. Can you um, give us information with regard to wait list and how do you decide um, admission? You know, who comes in? Is it by first come, first choice? Is it by who, how you stand on the wait list? How does that work? So our facility, we're usually um, pretty good about being able to, to get somebody into treatment fairly quickly. You know, it, it's dependent on a, a medical assessment that our admissions team will do over the phone. Um, and as long as there's nothing that really comes up, there as far as needing any type of medical records we're able to kind of move the process through pretty quickly so we're going to explore whether someone's going to privately pay for treatment um, and we're also able to use um, out-of-network benefits for most uh, private insurances That's great. Um, you know we're a primary uh, substance abuse treatment center so first and foremost it's alcohol or drugs or some combination thereof but certainly we can deal with anxiety and depression and other co-occurring disorders as well and ryan we talk about, and some people might not know, I, I am so close to this recovery thing, I just assume people know, but you are also a, a licensed interventionist, correct? I'm a trained interventionist. A trained interventionist. A, There's a, no a trained recovery right. coach. There are licenses, okay. um, and a lot of what I, I sometimes do on the front ends 
or with family members or friends of alumni have those conversations about, you know, what do we need to do to get you into treatment? And then, you know, what I kind of do with clients as they transition and become alumni and what my team does is we're more of recovery coaches. So in the here and now of today's recovery, how can we help? You know, we're a sounding board, we're a resource, we're an ally. And sometimes you just need a friendly voice on the other end of the phone to walk you through something. You know, and it's interesting that you say that because, Lisa, I got to tell you, and I'll admit this to our listeners, if I didn't have an interventionist literally come to my home and my bag was packed, I wouldn't have gone because I didn't think I had a problem. I know. So oftentimes that's where the role of the interventionist comes in. And I know that Futures works with a lot of interventionists that, you know, they say, hey, I've got somebody, I need to bring them to you now. Because usually you're so messed up, you couldn't get there yourself. Physically, you couldn't get there yourself. Plus, there's medical issues, is there not, Ryan, with people who are so messed up that you can't just stop because if you do, it's, you know, especially from alcohol, it's dangerous. You can seize out all kinds of medical issues. So you really need somebody to accompany you that knows what they're doing. Definitely. And that's why, you know, our admissions staff is so well versed on kind of, you know, whatever comes in on the phone. Sometimes it's linking you up with either a sober escort or an interventionist, or, you know, maybe it can have a family member or a friend drive you in, but certainly depending on the substance being used and then age and gender and anything else going on, certainly the detox process can be complicated and, and medical, uh, medical care is needed quickly. So Ryan, my other question for you is, uh, it's typical, what, 30-day stay for treatment? Yeah, you know, it's definitely a start of 30 days. You know, we're, we're definitely able to, depending on insurance and private payabilities, to extend out to 60 days or 90 days. Um, so sometimes, you know, staying longer is needed. Um, so when somebody comes in, the clinical team is, is able to assess that and, and make a recommendation. And why do we always say 28 days? Because isn't that normally what insurance covers? They, they cover 28 well, you know, that goes back before even the, the advent of private insurance. You know, it goes back to the military and when people were returning from overseas um, in the Vietnam War and, um, you know, the service kind of realized that they had a problem with substances and we need to do something. And they said, you know, 28 days is going to work. And then private insurance came around and said, well, if it's good for the military, it's good for us. Hmm. Yet research and science, so through and through, it's really following through with a continuum of care that may start with detox and residential treatment, but then it's intensive outpatient and it's IOP and potentially it's sober living. So it's this, it's this process and it's this path that's far longer than 28 or 30 days. And Absolutely. that's really where alumni services is able to kind of pick up and, and continue on where uh, kind of clinical, at least at the residential level, uh, left off. So Ryan, I have another question for you, which is if you have someone that comes from out of state, um, talk, let's say someone from Connecticut, Talk, talk to our listeners um, with regard to how do you how do you link people back after 30 60 or 90 days if they obviously they're let's say they're going to return back to Connecticut what's that process like how do you coordinate services how do you get family involved how does that work when you're, when you're out of state I mean I think that there's there are benefits to having someone go out of state for a variety of reasons as opposed, you know, it could be someone's who they are. It could be, they might run away like they might me. run or they need to get a, you know, they yeah. need to just change you know, the scenery, change everything mm -hmm. and, and to go. But obviously, you know, they're going to come back to things back what they consider home. So how do you coordinate it? It's a great question. So everybody who comes into us, they get assigned both a primary therapist so that's a master's level clinician who is licensed, and they're also assigned a case manager. So both of those individuals 
work closely um, with the clients. And obviously, you know, we spend a lot of time in those 30 days kind of delving into the, the past and family dynamics and all of that. But our case manager is really charged with starting to look at um, the home situation. You know, if we're going to go back to Connecticut, what does that look like? Are we married? Um, are we returning to school? Um, is going back into the uh, marital home ideal right now? Um, or do we need a sober living? Um, the vast majority of our clients are recommended to step down to an intensive outpatient level of care. And really what that means is usually, you know, three days a week in someone's home area, they're going to go to a place and receive clinical services. So they're going to go through a group process that's run by a therapist. They may sit down another day out of the week with a, a therapist. They may meet with a psychiatrist if they're on medications. And then our case manager is also able to um, make some recommendations on support group attendance. So for us, our clients are oriented to the 12-step process. They're oriented to smart recovery, celebrate recovery, refuge recovery, which all of those things are just um, options for support group attendance. So our continued care recommendations are tailored to the individual. Um, and that's what you got to do, Ryan. And that's what I love about it, too, because everybody, you got to meet people where they're at. We say that a lot. Meet me where we're at because you need to, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's drug of choice might be different. Everybody, you know, I was one of the few people that was in, um, that was in rehab that didn't have a traumatic experience. So every, you know, just figuring out where everybody's coming from is also half the battle. And we're speaking with Ryan Miller. He's the director of alumni services for Futures of Palm Beach. And if you'd like more information, um, they've got a great website. I mean, some people might just even want to go on a vacation. <laughs> That's how nice it looks down there. And if you would like to reach them, you can call 1-855-HOPE-300. That's 1-855-4673. Zero. <laughs> All right, let's give the number again. One eight five five Hope three hundred. That's one eight five five four six seven three three zero zero. The other question is, you know, whether you're private pay or insurance, how do you know? And I'm when I said go to the website, it's beautiful. You know, that, that yeah. this is the, the truth. But in some situations, you can't go to a website. Even, think about going on, you know, Airbnb, and you go buy a website. So how do you know, Ryan, if you really want to go there, if you want to make the investment in your loved one for that particular property? And that's another great question. I think, you know, with, with the national news focusing more on more, um, on the unsavory side of treatment, you know, the side that's focused on great and quality care, it's, it's more, uh, probably more so important now than ever to really do your homework um, and, and do your research. Um, because while, you know, really in any industry where there's money to be made, um, there's going to be unsavory characters who are going to come in and capitalize on greed. And the national media's response largely has been, well, don't send your loved one to South Florida. Um, and by doing that, that paints uh, um, a really broad brush on the quality treatment that's here and the quality treatment that saved my life um, and has saved the, the lives of, of countless individuals. Um, Eleven and a half or 12 years ago, my family and I didn't have options when it came to treatment. I lucked out and went to a facility that was really, really good. But now, uh, more so than ever, with the... the uh, numerous options that are out there. Families and individuals can actually do their research. So the idea is when you're on the phone with a prospective treatment center, ask questions. Like Read what? Reviews. 
Um, you know, tell me about your staff, um, your clinical staff. Are they licensed? Um, are they credentialed? Um, ask about the modalities that are used. Is it evidence-based treatment? Are you going to treat the mind, body, and spirit? And one of the real things is ask them to speak to somebody that's been through their program. Ask to speak to an alumni. Um, the treatment center should be able to pair somebody up. You know, if it's a, a 40-year-old um, mom who has, you know, three kids and works part-time, that treatment center really should be able to pair that individual up with um, a like-minded individual who can just share their experience. Um, you know, on the show, Ryan, um, we've had many people that, you know, come and share their story because there's nothing more powerful, right, than hearing someone's journey. And, you know, it has been a plethora of, you know, different age groups, socioeconomic classes, et cetera. And it is really true. Um, for the programs that we run at The Connection, we have alumni, and we feel that they're our biggest resource, and we're really proud of you know, the fact that they're happy about sharing their story. They're able, they're in a place where they can do that. They're not getting re-traumatized when they talk to others. And it's extremely inspirational. It's so much different than, as you know, than a staff person on the phone saying, yeah, we're great. We do this, this, and this. It's completely different when you speak to someone who's been through the program and who is similar to someone who's looking for help on the end. And it's extremely encouraging for folks to realize that, you know, other folks made it that are similar to them, and, and they've changed their lives around it. It's an ongoing process. So I think all those things you talked about are really key. How many staff do you have, Ryan? You know, between our residential facility, we, we do have a standalone IOP that's a little south of us, and we have various um, clinical outreach representatives around the country. We probably employ between 90 and 100 individuals in various capacities. That, and that's great, you know, that's but to great. me, the most important person in the re, in the recovery center, the one who distributes meds, it was like, time for meds, woohoo, you know, because that's what gets you through it sometimes, you know, they, again, they treat the individual, so what do you need to get you to the next step, because, you know, you, I'll talk for myself, I didn't start, I didn't start drinking yesterday, you know, so it takes time, and it takes professionals to get you to get over that hump. And, and it can be a real, real struggle. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the continuum of care as well, Ryan, because, you know, you have that too at The Connection. It's not just fix one thing and then let it go. There's really got to be a continuum of care in order for people to be successful. Well, yeah, you're peeling an onion basically, and there's so many layers of, right? Typically, Ryan, there's so many things that need to be dealt with, and you're not going to get to all of it in, the, in whatever the treatment time is. So it is ongoing treatment. Um, so what do you folks do with regard to, uh, you said you have IOP, which is wonderful, and you have a lot of groups. And what other services do you offer for those who complete the program to continue their ongoing work? Well, and like, you know, you said, it's, you know, we start the process here, and there's always, you know, another layer to the onion if we're willing to peel it. And whether you have a day in recovery or, or 30 years in recovery, there's more work to be done if we're willing to do that. Exactly. So for us, when it comes to alumni services, you know, say that the treatment episodes ends at day 30 and we're, we're flying back home, we're flying to Connecticut. So for us, if we were to have a client discharged today, we're giving them a call the very next day. How was the flight home? How was the drive home? Do you have my number saved? Do you have my alumni services staff number saved? So for us, we have work cell phones. So we're not tied to an office because, as we all know, uh -huh. when it comes to recovery, life happens when it happens. Exactly. And sometimes we need to talk to somebody outside of business hours. 
so the way that we're set up is someone is going to be available seven days a week. Um, I, I tell our current clients that we don't promise to answer the phone at three in the morning, and I kind of make it a, a joke. You know, um, unless you're living overseas, you're not calling at three in the morning to say hi. You're calling because something is really showing exactly. up in your life. But I've answered the phone at three in the morning. We've answered the phone at three in the morning. So as something shows up in your life, give us a call. And if for some reason we don't answer, we'll always get back to you. Um, research is big into showing that that first 30 days post-residential treatment is the highest likelihood for a return to using. So we're, we're scheduling outreach calls to our clients weekly for that first month. Um, months two and three is every other week, and months four and on is once a month. And once we get past the year, it's a little less frequent, but I, I tell our current clients, I tell prospective families that I still talk to our very first client several times a year. Wow, um, that's wonderful. And then we're available for them to reach out when they want, and that's just over the phone. And so in South Florida, we have an alumni meeting. Um, we do sober outings. Uh, we currently have uh, an alumni meeting in Charlotte, North Carolina, in New York City that meets quarterly. Okay. Now that we have more and more alum in Connecticut and Massachusetts, we're actually starting um, to look at creating meetings up there because recovery is all about connection, purpose, and meaning. And there's nothing better than really connecting somebody uh, to somebody else to somebody else that's been through treatment at Futures, and that's what we aim to do. Wow, what a nice wrap-up, Ryan. That was beautiful. <laughs> that our time is up, and, and Ryan Miller, uh, director of alumni services, you know, I think you said it very, very well. There was always somebody there, and if it's not you that feel like you can reach out, maybe somebody listening to this program uh, needs to reach out on somebody else's behalf. And if you'd like to um, contact the folks um, at Futures, you can call their number, which is eight five five Hope three hundred, or go to their website futuresofpalmbeach.com. And again, Ryan, thank you so much. You're doing thank good you, work, good, doing great work down thank there you. at Futures, and um, it's very much appreciated. And I want to thank you, Lisa. We had a good show. We did. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in to this edition of The Connection, right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.